She was the start. Before Saliana, before Alexandria, there was only Sheena, the talking cow. Hello, my name is Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Rabbit OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is my friend Mac. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hey, everybody. Hello. Um, for those of you that maybe run in the same podcast circles as the two of us, uh, like me, you may have been wondering, how has Mac not been on the show before? And the answer is, I just never got around to asking her, but now now Mac is on the show. And also, by the time she asked me, I was in retail uh, retail awfulness at work because it was near Christmas and I work in a toy store. So we just held yeah. off for a couple months. Yeah, but you are here now, and uh, I I am very excited for our episode today because this is um, you you have presented to me an OC that I believe has maybe never gotten airtime in any capacity no. before. No, I've actually never brought her up in anything. I've, a lot of people have heard about Taliana because of the the Pern uh, Yufia episode, mm-hmm. and she'll be next in your recurring series on Wayward. <laughs> she will. And then I've got Alexandria, who I've mentioned to a few people and who I even at one point made into like a uh, World of Darkness campaign character. So a lot of my friends know about her. But this mm-hmm. one I don't really talk about too much. Yes, because, OK, um, I feel like we should maybe just like, would you just like to say um, the name of the character that you have brought today, Mac? My character is Sheena, the talking cow. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> That is so good. Okay. So, um, when you first mentioned Sheena to me, I was extremely excited. <laughs> you started so, saying, oh my god, over and over again. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> did. Um, because this, because Sheena the Talking Cow is like, the, it's, she is a very good OC to be on this podcast. <laughs> she, having listened to several episodes, she kind of is. Mm-hmm. Look, this is a show about celebrating things, yes. and here today we celebrate Sheena the Talking Sheena. Cow. I love Sheena the Talking Cow. Okay, She's a good cow. So, where do you want to start? I don't even know. Uh, well, let's start with my history with cows. Okay, um, let's go. Strap in, so, y'all. Strap in. When Buckle I up. was uh, when I was like six or seven, my parents divorced, so my mom remarried a farmer, and okay. uh, we moved to a farm where we raised beef cows. And when we moved to this farm, I started raising cattle. We bred cattle. Um, I showed them for 4-H. And you have to imagine like a, a small seven to eight year old child holding a massive 1,400 pound cow and trying to drag it around arena and not get dragged. I mean, that that does feel like some that that's like that's just fantasy fay enough that I can imagine you doing that as a small child. Exactly. That's what I did. And, um, so Sheena began, actually, because I had a cow named Sheena. Um. Okay. When, before I started 4-H, I had a cow named Xena. Uh, and so she had a baby, and I got to show the baby my first year. And mm-hmm. so I was like, 
very, very clever eight-year-old, obviously. And I was like, I need to name her something that starts, but rhymes with her mom's name. Yeah. And um, after going through every letter of the alphabet, uh, I decided on either Lena or Sheena and went with Sheena. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And she became my favorite cow. Uh, I could sleep yeah. on Sheena. Um, when we went to That's fairs. That's precious. Yeah. She, she was, she was one of my favorite cows. Uh, we would go to 4-H fairs and I would sleep on her and curl up on her. And so, of course, I started writing stories about her. Yeah, yeah. As, as follows with any creative child. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I opened up the word doc, and it started uh, because three days before this point, um, I had to help my stepdad burr the cow because a calf had come in breached, which means it's like turned sideways and not coming out right. And I had to help him, which uh, is very graphic description incoming. Involves having to reach your hand up into the cow and yoink the baby calf out with chains. Yeah, I, I've i heard of that happening, and that is extremely metal. Yeah. so Nature nature is metal, y'all. Nature is very metal. So seven-year-old Mackenzie saw this and was like, I need to write a story about this. And so I oh, did. Okay, okay. That's, that's how Sheena the Talking Cow started. All right. Does the story then begin with literally the birth of Sheena? It's literally the birth of Sheena. Because, okay. of course, it does. Okay. Uh, and I believe her, I, I believe I did name her mother Xena in the book. Um, the book, I say. 12 chapters long. I think it's like 20 pages. Um, but she she gave birth to, to Sheena. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very graphic. And I described the farmer. And I was very mysterious about the farmer. I called him the farmer all the time. And the farmer's yeah. child. Because, of course, the humans didn't have names. Until yes. later. Um, and she came out. And Sheena was immediately curious, I remember, was the first description of Sheena. Okay, okay. That's good, that's good. She was a baldy heifer, which uh, means she was a girl with a white face, uh, okay. but otherwise was black. And, okay, uh, And okay. was the breed Simmental, which was the same breed that my family raised. Gotcha. Hey, write what you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... And she didn't really want to talk at first. She mostly wanted to just kind of hang out with the other cows. But she was different from the other cows. Of course. Of course. And she always tried to communicate with the farmer and the farmer's child, but couldn't. And she didn't know why. They made funny noises and she didn't understand what they were. Yeah. And uh, eventually, Sheena, the talking cow, Mm -hmm. uh, realized she wasn't interested in hanging out with the other cows. Because they were just focused on chewing their cud and eating grass and roaming in pastures and headbutting, mm-hmm. and she wasn't into that because I'd read Ferdinand and the Bull, and, and he always wanted to pick flowers and not fight with yeah. the other bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sheena uh, decided she was going to learn how to communicate with the farmers. Yes, because um, I also yeah, I I believe you mentioned specifically Meowth from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with the Meowth cartoon, and I watched a lot of it. And mm-hmm. there's that one sad episode where Meowth learns to talk to impress the other Meowth. Yeah. And it's through sheer force of will. And I was like, then obviously a cow can do it as well. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh, So Sheena slowly learned to talk, but she didn't show off her skills until she could speak full sentences. Probably a smart decision. Yeah. Uh, And I believe her first sentence was after the farmer gave her some food, she lifted her head and she said, please, I would like some more grain, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what happened then? Uh, the farmer panicked. Uh, he asked her to repeat himself. She repeated herself. So he called the police. I don't know why I chose the police for him to call. Um, but the police came. 
Mm-hmm. And they all listened to Sheena the talking cow talk and explain how she was still hungry. Uh, and she became a worldwide spectacle. Okay, okay. So bringing in a little bit of, the, a little bit of that Charlotte's Web flair here. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of Miss Yushinko Teague, too. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of mixing it, mashing it all in there for all oh, the farm yeah. life. Oh yeah, I believe me. Like I am, I am very like I am very interested in in where Sheena's story goes and where it came from. <laughs> I actually don't remember too much of the rest. That's okay. It was it was a big blend, but I do remember some very specific things, which I've mentioned to you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheena was in a band briefly. Um, okay, okay. Not one she formed. Uh. But basically, while at a county fair, a uh, a local band was playing, and their singer mm-hmm. mysteriously went missing. I, I didn't really elaborate on why the singer went missing, or have anybody discover why the singer went missing, but okay. they decided to ask Sheena to take her place, and Sheena agreed. So Sheena okay. knew all the lyrics to the songs, which were inevitably okay. the songs that I was obsessed with as a child, okay. such as the Jigglypuff song from Pokemon. Um, Not... not not the singing one that puts people to sleep, but uh, on Pokemon the movie 2000, there was a Jigglypuff variation called, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was very poppy and I was obsessed with it. I oh, yeah. listened to it a thousand times. And that mm-hmm. was, of course, what Sheena sang. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that Sheena did some good music. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Puns. Somewhere out there, my friend Key's going to listen and she's going to kill herself. I mean, I, ho- I really hope not, because then how can she find out what happens to Sheena? That's true. Okay, so I'm glad that you addressed the whole just learning learning music from listening to it, because my question yeah. was going to be, does she also learn how to read? You know, I feel like she did, because I remember her talking about signs. But okay. I think that was more, Little Mackenzie mostly was like, well, obviously you can talk, you can read. Okay, Even okay. that's not true. I mean, it's it is a logical conclusion when you yeah. are a child under the age of ten. Yes, it's true. And I was, at the time, trying to type up a story, and I was like, "Well, obviously, this is the most coherent thing." Mm-hmm. Also of note, every yeah. time I would write a chapter, I would print that chapter out and draw a picture of Sheena in that chapter at the start because okay. all books had a little picture at the front of the chapter. So yeah, yeah, I, I. I mean, like, I, I am an illustrator, and I love I love doing that. That's something that I wish that more books did. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if, even if you were to, like, be reading a nonfiction book, but then the chapter would start with, like, the picture included oh, so with the good. chapter to accompany yeah. it instead of, okay, so you, have, you have, now you have to flip to the middle of the book to be able to see the picture that they're referring to and then flip yeah. all the way back to your place <laughs> in, the, in the book or whatever. It's like, no, put the pictures with the text. Yeah. Even if I they're just, just black and white. I don't, I don't care if it's black and white or if it's just like a small thing, but they're just so fun when they're right there and you can kind of see what the author oh, yeah. at least imagined. Oh, or, yeah. Or not even the necessarily author, but whoever they commissioned imagined. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's very good. Pretty sure mine were pretty horrendous, but they were very That's okay. exciting. Good. I am very I am very glad to hear that you had such a good time <laughs> writing the story. So, like... What what did Sheena do besides join a band? So what did she do besides join a band? I remember she got Grand Champion Heifer at the local county fair. 
Good. over the farmer's child's cousins, which wasn't showing a rivalry that I had at all. Yeah, um, of course not. No, never. Uh, I know she traveled the world, and mm-hmm. I remember explicitly she traveled to Paris, France, and then somehow walked from there to Tokyo, and it only took like two hours. Uh, so my grasp on geography wasn't great. That's okay. Um, but everywhere around the world, she was lauded and beloved. Good. And um, she dyed her hair at one point. Okay. Uh, Do you mean like, like you know, like the 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 fluff <laughs> like that the cows the get, or I, like or like the entire coat? I actually think it was her tail. Um, okay. Okay. So the top of a cow's tail is kind of there's like a, a hillish lump. And then there's hair on the top, and whenever you're about to show a cow, mm-hmm. you uh, you actually spray it with spray, and then you, like, straighten it up so that it will show how even the cow's butt is from behind. And it looks huh. kind of like a tail mohawk. Okay. Uh, and you kind of clip it down a little bit. But I distinctly remember that that was dyed, and I can't remember what color. I feel like it was probably purple or pink. Yeah. Um, but I distinctly remember that was tied. But I, t- dyed. And I can't remember if her head hair was dyed at all. But okay. I Okay, see, I, 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 when you said that her hair was dyed, I thought you were referring to, like, the little, like, the whisk part at the end yeah. of the cow's tail. Yeah. Well, I thought it was, I'm pretty sure it was the tail mohawk up at the top. Okay. Okay. That's very fun. <laughs> and also, now I'm just learning all sorts of things about cows today that I didn't you're, know before we started recording. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I know too much about cows sometimes. Though I've thankfully forgotten a lot of it, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it's, uh, considering that you've moved, um, time zones. Yes, three and time you're no, zones, And you're no longer in an, in an environment where you need to be around cows. You, it's probably yeah. safe to forget that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I no longer have to uh, be asked by a judge where certain parts of the cow are, so. Oh, that's right. terrifying. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that. I was able to do it somehow. My family were like the cow snobs in the area. Hmm. I, I married, okay. My, my mom married into a cow snob family. Well, there are worse things that you could marry into than cow snobs. That's true. <laughs> I feel like chicken snobs would be more like, Ooh. more more upright than cow snobs would be. Because <laughs> uh, like... Like, with cows, there's only so much that you can do, but, like, chickens are small enough that you could, if you wanted to, you could probably, like, paint a chicken's, like, not toenails, but, like, claws, I guess, talons. you probably do that. And, like, give them very fine, like, trimmings and, like, not haircuts, but, you know, like a, like a fancy cut for a show. Yeah. You can't do much with a cow. Though, it always took about an hour and a half to get the cows ready. Okay, okay. There's a lot of weird stuff you gotta do. I, uh... Comb their leg hair, you put foam on their hair, on their sides. Like, what, at the risk of, at the risk of asking too much, what kind of foam? So... Like shaving cream foam? It's kind of like shaving cream foam, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, And you'd spray it on the cow's side, and then you, um... So there, there was a comb, and then there was a brush, and the brush, of course, is like more like coarse horse hair. And you'd yeah. brush it in, so it'd get all like wet and stuff. And then you take uh, what's called a blower, which is like an, a hair dryer for cows, but it looks like a vacuum, or yeah. one of those big, massive industrial vacuums. And you yeah, take like that a shop out, vac. 
Exactly. And you use the blower on the cow to get it basically dry and get the foam into their hair. And you take the regular comb and you comb them through it to fluff up their hair to make them look extra fluffy. Okay, okay. So anytime you see a picture of a super fluffy cow on the internet, they've probably had the show foam put on. Okay. And the show foam was also often dyed a certain color. So if you had a black cow, it would be dyed black to make them blacker. If you had a red cow, it would be dyed red to make them redder. Uh, And then there's the white foam that you use on everybody else. Yeah, because, I mean, (laughs) there's... There's only so much that you can do when you have a cow, when you have any animal that is not one distinct color. Exactly. Congratulations, you've now learned a lot about show cows. (laughs) The more you know! (laughs) I actually don't even know if that was on pitch or not. Whatever, that's fine. Never watched that era of TV. Anyway, um, so back to Sheena. Yes. Um... What was kind of, like, did she end up having adventures with the farmer's daughter? She who, did. Who I'm, I'm assuming had a name at some point. At some point, she was named, um, what was she named? Allison, which is also a very clever, uh, definitely not related thing to me at all. Because one of my mom's favorite stories when I was a kid was that when I was born, she and my dad argued for several days over whether to name me McKinsey or Allison. Really? Yeah. Before I was named officially Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom won that argument because she said I was in labor with you for seven days, so your dad had no answer. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she was named Allison for reasons unknown. Yeah. Um, and she traveled all over the world with Sheena and kind of became her, kind of was like her media person. Okay. Her, her like, her, her manager. Yeah. Despite being, like, 11 in the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, such as it is in most, like, horse girl stories, I guess you could say. Is that a genre? Yeah. Yeah, horse girl stories and, I guess, Sheena the cow talking cow stories fall down in line. Except for there's no tragic ending. I'm very glad to hear that. (laughs) So did, did Sheena have, like... Did she make friends with other animals on the farm? She Obviously, the, the cows were all like not, not, not up to her intellectual no, standards until later, or they became close friends. Um, and she she did eventually meet a handsome bull, uh, who she okay. settled down with. Okay. Uh, okay. And she had a cow named Lena, and I was planning on continuing Lena's story, but I never did. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But she made friends with them. She made friends with some pigs. Uh, my neighbors had horses and they, they made a, a, they, they took a step into this story. Yeah. Um, and I called them the pea horses because the neighbors were named the peas. And okay. I didn't really think how pea horses was weird. Um, I mean. But I, I also never gave them any names other than okay. the pea horses. But they'd come over and chat now and again in animal talk because, of course, there was animal talk. Of course. And if I remember, Allison eventually learned animal talk. Okay. So that she could communicate with all animals as well as Sheena, who could speak English. Always a classic. Always a classic. Oh, yeah. That's very good. I'm really enjoying just, like, the world that you're building up out of this, like... <laughs> like, there's just, like, there's so many things going on in the, in yes. the story of Sheena the Talking Cow. Yeah. And they're all so good, Mac. I was just... I, I just kept adding things. And Good. I believe at some point 
I do remember Allison was playing Pokemon, and I think Sheena told her that Pokemon were real. But I never really ventured further than that. There wasn't a chapter where they suddenly appeared. It was just a brief aside mention and then move on. Okay, okay. I'm I'm curious as to maybe how Sheena knew that, but I don't, I don't I realize that you may not remember because you yeah. wrote this when you were like seven. Yeah. So who knows, really? Mm-hmm. But clearly, she'd met one before. Oh yeah, obviously. Or maybe seven-year-old me was secretly clever and was like she watched television but assumed they were real. But I doubt that one. Oh gosh, that's just like that's a whole other level. This. One, I'm not sure that young Mackenzie was up to the standards. That's okay. We don't have to worry about how how Sheena the Talking Cow figured <laughs> out what Pokemon were. I do know she learned a lot of her English because she'd um, the pasture went near the 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 family uh, the family living room window, and so she'd lean in and watch people talking, and that's how okay. she learned to form her lips, basically. Oh gosh, that's terrifying. It is kind of terrifying, especially because unlike horses, cow's lips aren't like that. Yeah. I Okay, this is I, I may end up cutting this, but this is giving me terrible flashbacks to uh to an episode that'll be coming out on my my other podcast, uh Faithful, where for an episode I watched a a, ch- a Christian animated video. Yeah. Called Donkey Ollie and the Journey to Jerusalem. I already love this. Is it like the is it like terrible three D or terrible two D? It's terrible three D. Ah yes. I'm gonna Google this. Yeah, please please Google it. And the first image is not from the road to, from the Journey to Jerusalem, but it's a pretty good representation of how they look. Oh my god, <laughs> the lips. I know, right? That is I'm- terrifying. I'm gonna send you one of the screenshots that I took while I was watching this. Oh no. Okay, so check your Twitter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. Oh, Donkey Ollie, your fur. Yep. I the, the wet flesh. Yep. Don't you know that Jesus wants you to add. It's like the cherry on top of that horrifying mess. I'm gonna send this to everybody in my friend group. <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm doing that. Okay. There you go. I just did it. It's. I love Donkey Ollie. Do you, Mac? Do I you? I want to watch it. Oh no! My tears. You save in bottles. Your yep. lips. Your teeth. <laughs> I'm in love. Can you watch these with me? Oh God. Oh no! I don't think you want to. Either it's either it's gonna destroy or like fortify your friendship for the rest of time. Okay, so the probably almost all of that got cut. <laughs> That's fine. Just so everybody knows, Christina just sent me some delightful screenshots about Donkey Ollie, and I have passed this off to all my friends so that we can watch it later. Yeah. Um. If you want to join me in suffering, uh, li- go listen to the episode of Faithful that will be coming out the Sunday after this episode airs. <laughs> Anyway, that is not that is not relevant to Sheena the talking cow. It is definitely relevant because as you said, look at Donkey Ollie's lips. Yeah. And just imagine a cow doing that instead. Yeah. And that is probably what would have happened. Yeah, that is a that's terrifying. Now, since since you grew up in Indiana, right? Yes, yes that's correct. I'm, did like 
Did anyone ever think to accuse Sheena the talking cow of, you know, like, Satanism? Not really. I didn't even think about anything like that. Um, okay, okay. Partly because, uh, mostly, uh, where I grew up, uh, I lived, my dad lived in Arlington, Virginia, so I was there every summer for a while. Hmm. Uh, and my mom, meanwhile, having moved in with my stepdad, uh, we lived in farm country, but it was like, it's hard to describe. It, it is, it's, it's a really, I do not recommend moving to farm country, Indiana, to anybody in this world. Uh, but, <laughs> um, relatively, my family wasn't super religious, and so I guess that never <coughs> leaked, into, leaked into me thinking about Satanism or anything like that. Okay. Or like, and so I never really thought about it. I do remember she had a jealous rival. I feel like the jealous rival. Oh? Yeah. But it wasn't a cow. I think it was a person. Oh? But I don't know who it was. I distinctly remember there was someone who was like spitefully plotting against her. But okay. true Mary Sue fashion, they could never get it done. Yeah. And I feel like they kept trying but failing in like a uh, wily Coyote sort of way. Okay. And okay. I don't remember anything about this person other than that. I mean, Sheena could always stump them with her hooves. It's true. She could. She could kick them or just run them over because she was much bigger than whoever they were. Yeah, because let's be real here. Cows could do some serious damage. They can. Yeah. And as, as an eight-year-old who tried to drag them around. <laughs> Though I you were... never took any. I, I'm very glad to hear that. You want to hear the worst situation a cow ever put me in? Do I? <laughs> yes. Uh, I invited, um, so as I got older and I eventually could drive myself everywhere, I would mm -hmm. have to wake up early in the morning to rinse the cows down and basically make sure they were clean from the night before. Then I would go to school, I'd go to band after school, and then I'd come home to feed the cows and also uh, basically rinse them down so they wouldn't get too hot for the day and their fur would grow longer, or hair would mm -hmm. grow longer. Um, and I had this one friend who was scared of large animals, but she was generally fine with my cows because my cows were well-trained. Yeah. And so she comes over and we have a bull, uh, and we have our, our bull in our end pen. A stud she, or like gelded? A stud. Okay. Uh, gelded bull is actually called a steer. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But our bull was in the end pen and she was like talking about how scary bulls were. And I was like, he's not scary. He's, he's a good boy. And so we go down there to meet him and he is, he is a good boy. He's a very sweetheart. Uh, and I open up the pen and we step inside mm -hmm. and I'm patting him and she steps up to pat him and he sneezes and gets snot all over her face. Oh. And it's just like, it's like gack covering her face and dripping down. And she is horrified and I am, I'm a snot. So I'm, I'm delighted. I'm like laughing hysterically. At yeah. This. Um, but she is horrified and like gagging and running out and I'm just, I'm clapping my hands on my legs and cackling and my cow has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, so that's my most horrible thing one of my cows did. Or one time I was riding Mary and um my, my Okay uh, as in Mary and Pippin, because there was also a Pippin that year. Um, from Lord of the Rings. Okay. And, uh and Mary was so tame you could actively ride him around the farm. And so okay. I rode him and then I let my friend Valerie get on. Uh, only he got spooked by one of the cats because it like jumped out of a loud clanging thing and he took off running with her on top of it. That was also pretty hilarious. I laughed at that too. Okay. She ended up fine. She had a skin knee. <laughs> I, I'm very glad to hear that no one was injured no. in in the in, spooked cow stampede. Farm shenanigans. <laughs> Definitely shenanigans. Uh, Sheena was never ridden. Okay. Though I, I feel like she should have been. 
Yeah. Ride. She and Allison could have been like. Yeah, exactly. They could have gone off and had fun adventures. They could have. And, and plus, when you have a cow that can run from Paris to Tokyo in two hours, exactly. why not ride the cow? Why not ride the cow? Just travel the world. Mm hmm. Especially when it's a talking cow that can keep you company the whole time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, like, what was what was Sheena's favorite place that she ever went, if you remember? She always liked the country fair. Mm-hmm. And the reason she liked the country fair is because it reminded her of home. Even though it wasn't home. I don't know why it reminded her of home. But it reminded her of home, and she really liked eating the food, such as funnel cakes. Yeah. Corn on the cob. And pork sandwiches? And, like, drinking lemonade shake cups. All of which are terrible for cows. But, you know, she didn't like them, so it was okay. Okay, I, I have to ask, what cut of pork are we talking about here? Are we talking, uh, like, are we talking it, ribs? Are we talking a chop? It's like shredded pork, chop, uh, shredded pork meat on a sandwich. So, okay. like, a shredded pork okay. thing with barbecue sauce, of course. Okay, yeah, barbecue pork sandwich. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I was trying to envision a cow eating a pork chop sandwich <laughs> and my like the image was in my head and my yeah. brain was trying to catch up it doesn't really help with the barbecue pork sandwich either because just imagine like all the pieces falling out and how does the cow deal with that and why yeah. she was eating pork in the first place i don't know she's a herbivore yeah there's that yeah who knows but i do remember she distinctly liked funnel cakes a lot that's good. Funnel cake is good. It is good. I mean, good choice for Sheena. She liked the powdered sugar ones more than the cinnamon sugar ones. I also distinctly remember that. Okay. I've never had cinnamon sugar funnel cake before, but that sounds really good. They're really good, honestly. I, I dig them way more than the powdered sugar ones, even if at the time I probably preferred powdered sugar. Because, like, the the thing with eating stuff with powdered sugar on it is that if it's, if it's I, like, this isn't the right word, but if it's not, like, if it's not adhered to the thing that it's, like, supposed to be yeah. on, then, like, you, you take a, if you breathe in while you're eating it, you just choke on powdered sugar dust. Yeah, and it just kind of splatters. If you get yeah. wind, it's all over you in an instant. Oh, it's all, and, the, and then that's all over. That's the rest of your day. Yeah, that is the rest of your day. It's just powdered sugar, which, honestly, legit, you can lick yourself off. Yeah, no one cares when you're at a country fair. Oh, yeah. Opinion. Funnel cakes or elephant ears? Um, elephant ears is in like just like the big kind of disc pastries. Yeah, it's like the big crispy disc pastry covered with stuff. I think funnel cake a little, just a little bit more, simply because like if I want fried pastry, that's easy enough to get. Yeah, but but funnel cake is just enough of like, uh an unusual food that it's yeah. always good to get when you can. Exactly. And also I feel like funnel, funnel cake has more room for crispiness. Whereas oh, yeah. the elephant ear does not necessarily. It gets floppy in the middle. I mean, there's more surface area. Yeah, exactly. So. Because we spent at least eight weeks at the fair every year. Okay. I became a well acquainted with fair food. <laughs> you were a connoisseur. I was a connoisseur. I knew where everything was. Especially when we went to the state fair and my friends would show up and not know, mm -hmm. and I would just lead them to the best places. So you were like, so you were like the Guy Fieri of county fairs, is what yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. We traveled to, we traveled to seven local ones, and then we went to the state one. 
every mm-hmm. year since I was like seven. Yeah. And until I was 20. <laughs> and then, huh. there was, and that was just during the summer. During winter, we also had beef congress and, uh, <laughs> and, um, nail, N-A-L-N-A-I-L-E. <laughs> You said beef congress, and I'm picturing yeah. cows in powdered wigs establishing the Declaration of Independence. That, that would be awesome, but I, I wish that was what Hoosier Beef Congress was. Um, but it is not that exciting. It's basically just, uh, it takes place at the State Fair campus, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to link you to the Hoosier Beef Congress website. Okay. And um, basically you go and you take your baby cows and show them off to people so you can be like, oh yeah, I want to do better than you this year. And uh, there's, like, a market at the front where you can buy new shanks for your cows to show your cows. Um, and there's an excellent, or there was, it's been, like, eight, ten years since I've gone to one. There's mm-hmm. a very excellent raspberry lemonade shake-up stand and a okay. very excellent beef jerky stand. Okay. Okay. I could go for some raspberry lemonade. That sounds good. Oh, it's so good. That was the good stuff. And it's always freezing at Beef Congress because it's always the first week in December. And yep. it's always cold, and you have, uh, when, I don't know if you've ever noticed this at a fair, but you always have fans on your cows. Uh, that way they get colder, and their hair grows longer, so you can play with it more whenever they go to show. Okay. Uh, and so you're sitting in a very cold barn, and I think since then they've now closed off the barn and put heating in, which would be very nice, but it wasn't there when I was there. Yeah. walk uphill both ways from snow. Um, <laughs> But while I was there, it was very cold, and then their fans were on, and you had to sit right in front of the fans watching your cows so you could clean up their poop, and I was cold all the time, and I hated it. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, we've, we've gotten maybe a little bit, um, a little bit off track. Uh, yeah, I think we got off track from Sheena. That's uh, okay. Sheena, of course, had to go to all these, fa- uh, all these fairs, mm-hmm. uh, because when you're eight and kind of grumpy about having to go to eight fairs, a a a, a year you just write what you know yeah uh but sheena was thrilled mm-hmm. by them she was always okay. delighted and i actually got to do anything yeah exactly she just got to sit around and sleep the whole time and mm-hmm. eat food and talk to people and be and be wow them yeah um i do remember there was a distinctly uncomfortable chapter about her pooping uh what <laughs> because i had to clean up cow poop when i was at the at the fairs all the time yeah um and because she was a cultured cow, she didn't want to poop like other cows. But I can't remember the result. Oh, no. So she had... Not only was she able to speak and read yeah. and, like, know what Pokemon was, she also had developed the human shame the of human going shame to the bathroom. behind pooping. Wow. But I can't remember what the result of that was. Okay. Like, if there was... The first thing that comes to mind is maybe there was some kind of weird poop pouch or something. Or maybe she just went and went somewhere else, but she couldn't use a human restroom, so who knows? Maybe they, maybe she just, like, found a stall. Yeah, maybe she just found a stall and would do it there, and then would quietly leave and let Allison yeah. handle it from there. Okay. Okay. But I don't remember at all, but it also is highly probable that young Mackenzie just wrote she realized she needed to change how she pooped and then moved on from there and never elaborated. Okay. And important thing to note here is while I was writing this, my mom was delighted every step of the way and talking about how I was just going to become a genius author one day. Yeah. And showing it to all of her friends at work. I'm so sorry, my mom's friends at work. 
Yeah, all your mom's friends at work who listen to this podcast. Yeah, all all <laughs> hundreds of them, I'm sure. Oh, jeez. <sighs> she did the talking cow was so good, Mac. I will send my mom a link to this, and she will probably send to all of her friends at work. And they can remember. Hi, Max, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> I love you. That's very good. Okay, so I love Sheena the Talking Cow. Um, are there any points that you want to hit before uh, before I propose the idea that I had to you? You got it. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Okay. I will say if I go home and I dig around and I ever find on any of my mom's old computers this Word doc, I'm going to publish it. Oh, please. Just publicly on the internet. Free to Do it. Use. Do it. But I had to find it first. In the end, I'd written like, I think I was like somewhere between 14 to 16 chapters. And Okay. Cha- and I say chapters, they were like one to two pages long for the most part. Though there was. That's okay. I know some of them were longer than that, but they ended up being, I think, like 25 pages total. Hey, you know what? Like, that's still, that is yeah. still an achievement, especially when. Yeah. When you're eight. Yeah. Or somewhere between eight and ten. I think it did take me a while to write it. Mm-hmm. what is your idea okay so the idea that i had and like we we can get as as deep into this or as shallow into this as you want to go would you like to come up with like a quick and dirty like sheena story like right now yes absolutely i would okay we don't have to like exquisite corpse this or anything but like <laughs> but but let's come up with a Sheena story right here, right now on the podcast. <laughs> Creating I, original fiction in the show. I am so in. We'll create an original fiction and Sheena will be the star. Yes. Perfect. She has so, to be the star. Propose to me, if you will, what is Sheena or what, what problem has Sheena encountered? Sheena wants to become an Instagram influencer. <laughs> oh my God. That would be perfect for nowadays. So she has to start with her name. Uh, mm-hmm. Are we assuming that I'm ten as I'm writing this, or am I my my thirty year old self? Chase your bliss, Mac. Chase my bliss. I want to be ten. There you go. So I make uh when I when I was very young and too young to join it, I joined mm-hmm. not Live Journal but Dead Journal. Um, so I would like to propose that young Mackenzie. <laughs> what uh, is? Young, <laughs> okay. Do you not know what Dead Journal is? I'm happy no. to talk about it. So in. The halcyon days of my youth, um, when LiveJournal was first formed, a bunch of goth kids were like, no, we don't want LiveJournal. That is not goth enough for us. And made Dead Journal, which was invite only. I think it's okay. still around, actually. Let's see. Dead Journal. It is still around somehow. Oh, wow. I love it. Uh, maybe? It doesn't look very similar, but then again, my memory might be faulty. But it was it was basically live journal, but it was black instead of on white. Um, okay, okay, that was about what I was expecting. So, I I bet uh, it wouldn't be Instagram. It would be um, it would be some emo variation of that. Uh, so we okay. can think of a cool punny name. Uh, Instagram. Deadstagram. Deadstagram would probably be what it'd be, or Deathgram. Gravestagram. Oh, Gravestagram. I love that one. We're going to go with Gravestagram. Okay. So she joins Gravestagram, uh, and she gives herself a name, which mm-hmm. when I first joined Dead Journal, I used the name um, Pionge. 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 P I A N G E. Um, okay. Because I, at the time, I used Babelfish Alta Vista Translate. 
to she cries in to Italian and it became Piange. Um Okay. Very very moody. Uh so she yeah. the cow would of course name herself something, uh let's say, uh Sheena the sad cow. And I'm gonna yeah. look what that is in Italian real quick. Okay. Uh, so come on, Google. Help me out. Sheena the sad cow. Uh, Sheena la mucha triste. Okay. So okay. maybe she'd make it la mucha triste. Yeah, the very sad. <laughs> yeah, the very sad. And she just posted on there, and that would be her username. Okay. Okay. But now you have to become a uh, now you have to become a uh, Gravestagram star. Yes. And that takes a lot of work. It does. So like. Do, is this a Sheena only enterprise? Does she or enlist does Allison? Come in? Okay, yeah. How does Allison come in? Do the other farm animals get in on the shenanigans? They probably should. Maybe they like set up poses, and uh, they, I bet they set up poses and work on on lights and stuff like that. Um, so let's have the pea cows, uh, the pea horses rather, mm-hmm. uh, come in with their overhead lights to make sure that Sheena is perfectly lit for these pictures. Okay. Uh, maybe Allison steps in to glam Sheena up a little because she had her yeah. mohawk tail, which was dark yeah. colors. Maybe we finally do the tip of her head poof and mm-hmm. kind of do that or maybe or maybe turn her ears different colors or something. Okay. And they do okay. Some, they do some dramatic posing with the lights and um, the other animals join in, make sure to animal laugh so it looks like they're always having fun and on exciting adventures. Yeah. So they have to do that. Okay. And they start getting their word out. Um, and Sheena, being a talking cow, of course, gets sponsors all the time. Yeah. Uh, and she uses her fame both from leading the band and from being a talking cow to start getting sponsors. I have a very important idea for an yes. influencer, Mac. Do tell me. A laughing cow cheese. Oh my god, yes. It's definitely laughing cow cheese. And uh, so, so there are photo sets of Sheena... Uh, enjoying laughing cow cheese uh, and Allison like feeding it to her on like spoons and crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. There's also just kind of like the weird ones you get where it's a, a short video of Sheena laughing human like with her weird lips as we've mm-hmm. decided she has. Uh, and they're just getting her doing that over and over again and occasionally flashing mm-hmm. behind her on the screen is laughing cow cheese. Mm-hmm. A classic boomerang. Very classic. Okay, so who is who will be the villain in this story? Who is Sheena going against? Who is trying to take her down? Huh. Would it would it be that one rival of hers that was, the human? One rival that was human? Or or remember. would it be someone trying trying to say that this is all a hoax or a conspiracy? I bet it's somebody who was saying it was a hoax or conspiracy. I mean, uh, por qué so no los dos? It, why could it? Yeah, maybe it's her claiming this online. Uh, and so she keeps commenting on all of Sheena's posts, saying, mm-hmm. this is a host, hoax. A cow can't do this. This is all photoshopped. Yeah. Um, and she starts posting, like, links to her own Deathstagram, Gravestagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where she has breakdowns of how all these are photoshopped. And she's like, prove your truth. Mm-hmm. So Sheena has to make a MooTube account. MooTube? MooTube. And she makes a MooTube account where she streams and goes live and answers questions live. Thousands of people show up. They'll ask Sheena to do various things and prove that she is currently doing that right then. Mm-hmm. And this just gains her more of a following. Yeah. News spreads all over the world. Mm-hmm. And 
because I'm I am in the mind of Baby McKenzie. Yes. Um, I would not think of the 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 Instagram influencers who have millions or even billions of followers. Sheena would have like one point five k, and I would think that would be awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, heck, I think that's awesome now. <laughs> it is awesome now, but. In a world where it doesn't do that much until you get to the millions. Yeah. Baby McKenzie would think 1.5k is awesome. I wish I had 1.5k followers. It's okay. Don't we all? Solidarity. Solidarity. Eh, I think that's good. What else would she do on her, on her Gravestagram? I mean, she'd have to be super gothy at some point, as mm-hmm. I was. Maybe she got on gothdresses.com and borrowed Allison's dad's card and bought a giant dress that she could wear. Okay. Okay. Also so, not something I definitely did. So she gets into the fashion aesthetic? She gets into the fashion aesthetic. Uh, she manages to get a fashion designer to join in and start designing clothes for cows. Okay. Okay. Clothesforcows.com. Four being a number four, of course. Of course. Um, what kind of... Now it's the question of how do cows wear pants? Oh, no, not this debate again. Yeah, it's that debate. I, I think back calves, honestly. Yeah, I, f- I feel like back calves, feels, too. That feels more solid to me. Yeah. So, then again, it would also be very hard because their legs move. Now, important question: Would since since you were leaning into the whole goth vibe, yeah, would that mean that Sheena then would be singing in a band similar to like Evanescence or something? Yes, absolutely. I had every Evanescence CD. That does not surprise me a single no, bit. It shouldn't. Um, and so she definitely would probably be doing an Amy Lee sort of thing, leading a band with hard rock and screaming vocals. Okay. Uh. And all of her all of her songs she writes are very sad mm-hmm. about being a cow and how she wishes she were human. Okay, okay. Except for that's only a temporary thing. She likes being a cow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's part of it's part of the the musical facade. It, of course, it's in exactly. kayfabe. <laughs> and that's how every problem was in the story. It was always like it starts out and it's a very minor problem. She resolves it in two pages. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. What else would her rival do? Maybe her rival will try to get pictures of her in public and just make them terrible. Oh, okay, so bring in the paparazzi slash stalking aspect, too. But it's only that one single rival. Everybody else loves her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you you only need to have, like, one one person, well... If one person hates you, that's too many. With with the kind of age range that the story is being like developed by <laughs> and for, you yes. only really need one bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Like in High School Musical, you only really need Sharpay. Ryan is, Ryan can be there and he can be fine. Get your get your head in the game. <laughs> oh, that's don't good. set the steps. Oh gosh, no! If we start quitting High School Musical, we will be here all night. <laughs> We're all in this together, Christina. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I am. <laughs> I am, in fact, all in this together. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, important question: Would would Sheena be doing like goth and sad covers of pop hits? Ooh, would she? Or would she be doing mostly original songs? I think I would probably. This is knowing how young Mackenzie did this stuff. Mm-hmm. I would probably take. It, it, I would probably pretend they were original, but they'd definitely be covers. Uh, and by covers, I mean I would just take the words and make them cowish. Okay, okay. So let's look up Bring Me to Life here. Oh, oh, everyone buckle up. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. Here, tell you what, I will look up cow words if you've got oh, the perfect. lyrics to wake me, to bring me to life up. I've got them, got them up in front of me. How can you see into my eyes like barn doors? Okay. Okay, that still maintains meter, that's fine. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. That's okay. Poetry police isn't here, we're fine. Leading you down into my core. Leading you down into my haystack. (laughs) Where I've become so numb without a soul. That line's fine. My spirit's sleeping somewhere cold. My... calves are sleeping somewhere cold that's good that's good find them there and lead it back home Mm -hmm. wake me up inside wake me up wake me up inside can't wake up (laughs) call my name and save me save me me from the dark bid my blood to run bid my herd to run yes bid my herd to run before my halter comes undone. Before 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 my reins come undone, maybe? Maybe. Before my reins come undone. One fewer syllable. <laughs> Save me from the show cow I've become. There you go. Beautiful. Now that I know what I'm without. Now that I moo when I'm without. Okay. You can't just leave me. Breathe into me and make me real. Um, thank you to NDSU Agriculture. <laughs> breathe into me and make me real. It could be like, breathe into me and make me simmental. Just to really lean into what my cow knowledge was at the time. Okay. And that was her breed. It made sense. Okay. Uh, bring me to life. Wake me up inside. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. I can't wake up. I can't up. wake up. <laughs> uh, call my name and save me from the dark. What did we do the first time? I don't know. I'm I'm going through and um have we used Bloom yet? We haven't used Bloom. We should we should use Bloom. You got it. Where can we put Bloom? So like my my utter is blooming. Uh, oh, I don't like that, Mac. Let's not like do that, that, please. No. <laughs> you got it. Wake me up inside. Wake me up my side. Uh What about the what about the bridge? We could put Bloom in the bridge. Oh, we could put Bloom in the bridge. That's true. Or um, not the not the bridge the 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 call yeah. I I don't know what the word is for that part of the song but it's like it's the interlude between ver but like between the second chorus and yeah. the rap verse that only sometimes gets included on that track <laughs> yeah without your touch without your bloom darling there you go yeah yeah, yeah. without your bloom darling oh you are 
my bull among the dead. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm willing to roll with that one. <laughs> I've been sleeping a thousand years, it seems. Got to open my eyes to everything. Mm-hmm. I've been sleeping a thousand years, it seems. Got to open my large ears to everything. There you go. There you go. Cows do have good ears. They do have good ears. Don't let me show here. Bring me to life. There you go. Yeah. And I vote that we not do the rap first, just because. Yeah. <laughs> just because. That'd be hard. I'm I'm too white to figure out how to make a rap. Actually, no, I'm not white enough to figure out how to make a rap about cows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I think both of us aren't that white yet. Yeah. Also, I don't want to butcher the butcher the genre any more than that I have in role play. Yeah, that's that's that basically sounds what eleven eight to eleven year old Mackenzie would have come up with. Honestly, oh, that's that that's so good. Very bad, but it was very good. I'm so proud of baby me. No, this is this is good. Be proud of baby you. I am very proud of baby Mackenzie. She nearly died like twelve times in her life, and then she did this this beautiful thing. Okay, I'm gonna ask you about that after the call. <laughs> the fact that you are you are still here, which is the important thing. You should ask Annie uh, what driving around Southern Indiana with me is like. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of uh, expletives used in that. <laughs> it's gonna be like she just points out everywhere and says, "I nearly died there once." Um, have. Has Sheena appeared, or has Sheena the Talking Cow, full names only, has Sheena the Talking Cow appeared in any other thing that you've done? And if not, where would you like to maybe show her off? I do remember once in like, uh, 7th or 8th grade, RPG Maker, I downloaded it illegally through LimeWire or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I put her in a video game I briefly made as an NPC you could talk to and get information from. Okay, okay. I'd probably do something similar again, just because, oh, hey, here's a cow. I'm just going to go up and bump it. It talks to me. What? Would be really awesome, honestly. Yeah, that would. Especially if I made sure every other animal was just an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably do something like that. Or uh, I'd probably just casually insert her as an NPC in some game I was running. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just make sure to make her exactly how she is. Yeah. And... All my players would be completely both confused but accepting of it because they know me as, as a TM. Mm-hmm. That's very good. She deserves to be in spirit. Oh, yeah. She does. Join the horses, Sheena. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have anything that you want to talk about with Sheena before you maybe go into the wrap-up? Uh... I can't really think of much else other than Indiana State Fair is by far better than Washington State Fair for anybody who ever wants to go to either state fair. I don't know why you would either. Which I mean, you know. I actually have never been to a state fair before. Ooh. So uh, I hardly suggest Indiana over Washington. I am I am not likely to get to either state fair within the near future, <laughs> but I'll keep that in mind. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, that's about all I can think of. Okay. Then in that case, Mac, uh, your final question for this recording is, why do you love Sheena the Talking Cow so much? I love Sheena because she was my first OC, and Mm -hmm. she is just, 
every part of my childhood piled into one character. Mm-hmm. A love of showing off and singing, a love of nonstop chatter, mm-hmm. cows, mm-hmm. pile it all into one and make it angsty. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> she's a very good microcosm. Yeah, she's a very good microcosm of what baby Mackenzie was, and mm-hmm. I love her all the more for it. Good. I- I'm very glad that you have this character that is, that, like you said, that is such a representation of everything that you were when you were a child and that yeah. you are and that you have reached the point where you were able to love that character for everything that you were when you were a child <laughs> yes and good job baby mckenzie in the past if you can suddenly time travel i appreciate it i don't know why you didn't tell me that you could i would great time travel it. oh man how how wild would that be <laughs> <laughs> little eight-year-old max shows up no, if you go forward in the future, this won't work out. Mm-hmm. Also, I now have a close friend named Sheena. I did I did mention Sheena the talking cow to her, because I was like, I need to tell you about my cow. Yeah. And uh, she was like, well, I'm honored that in retrospect, even though you didn't know me at the time, that you had a cow named after me. That's good. That's very good. Sheena, the actual cow that I raised, went on to have many calves that I showed. Aw, good. All of them had names ending in Ina. Nice. Nice. Sheena. What were all their names? There's Sheena, Gina, Zena, Tina, Lena, Dina. Dina. There was a Dina. And there's one more. There was... Bina? No, it wasn't Bina. It was like... Rena. That was it. Okay. I was a very creative child. That makes sense. <laughs> Carrying on the name through the matrilineal line. <laughs> exactly. Bulls don't matter. Only the leaves. Okay. So... Thank you, Mac, so much for taking all of us on this wild journey today. Thank you for uh, thank you, Christina, for letting me talk about Sheena. And you are, uh, you are very welcome. The OC, I almost never mentioned to anybody. You are very welcome. I'm so glad that we have brought Sheena, the talking cow, into the light. I'm I'm glad she's out there. I obviously you are on the internet where would you like to be found on the internet what would you like to promote uh generally i am found with crc podcast uh so like jim jammer where i play cacophony the the gregarious bard um Mm -hmm. i will fight you where you can occasionally find me cussing out james joyce or uh or date me damn it which we are currently working on getting restarted um where i am the person who generally brings the dating games because i own over 150 Mm -hmm. of them you are um, the expert. <laughs> I am the expert of dating sims. Uh, you can also find me personally at MacKenzie on Twitter. Uh, it's M-A-Q-U-E-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Um, or you can just find me at crookedrussiancam.horse. Mm-hmm. All of which are very good places. I uh, I am a big fan of the CRC entire stable of podcasts and Excellent. properties, and I, I cannot recommend them highly enough. We have fun. You do. Y'all, y'all do, and I have fun listening to what you guys, uh, or to what all of y'all go through, <laughs> and and what 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 you pu- what you put each other through sometimes, yes. especially in regards to Annie and torturing her with boys. I mean, let's be real Monst- here: a- Annie and torturing her with love interests. That's true. Torturing her with monster love interest, as many as possible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like that's just like a, a shared effort on really on the part the parts of you and Kit and Rio and, and Jackie Rio. and Elliot. <laughs> the list could go on. And John. John probably gets on it too, I imagine. <laughs> John is on too. 
The Home for Weirdo Sees is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, Stitcher, and wherever other podcatchers you get it from. And if I'm not on your preferred podcatcher, let me know, and I can work on getting there. Our theme song is Violet by Pottington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. And I do have uh, a couple of guests lined up, but I might be putting out a call within the next... I might be putting out a call within the next two months or so to hopefully be able to get some new voices on the show. Uh, so if you are interested in being a guest on the show, you can always send me a message at either the Wayward email or Twitter accounts, and I can get you on the list. Uh, but what is especially helpful is if you know a podcast that you love that is, uh, besides this one, wonk, uh, and you would like to hear them be advertised on the show, uh, get in touch with uh, get in touch with both me and that podcast and we can maybe see about having a promo for them be featured on the show i uh, i am you listen to the episodes you know that i usually do some kind of an outro uh with a promo at the end and i want to make sure that i'm you know and i i want to make sure that we can you know like widen people's audiences and give other podcasts the spotlight sometimes because high tides raise all ships and you know that kind of a thing so, of course, finally, because this is a podcast, it is always extremely helpful if you can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice, because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Weirdoses, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. There's a lot of sugar pulp, though. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Whoa! I'm looking like a fool again. Whoa! Threw away my reputation! One more song for the radio station! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't even know what sugar cult was. I was like, is this just a weird Indiana thing that I didn't know about? (laughs) It's a band. It's a terrible band. I was obsessed with them when I was 14. They had that one. They had Pretty Girl. Let me sing this for you, Christina. Pretty girl is suffering while he confesses everything. Pretty soon she'll figure out he can never get you out of your head. It's the oh way God. that oh he makes God. you feel. It's the way <laughs> that he kisses you. It's the way <laughs> that he makes you fall in love. Oh, God. I had every song in the rest. I believe it. Looking for gardening guidance but can't stand the vague, wishy-washy answers to your plant problems? Are you sick and tired of advice from people you wouldn't trust to peel an orange, much less fertilize an orchid? Well, you're in luck, because it is I, Skeletor, here casting pods at you. If you know anything about my work, and you should, it's that I am the sworn enemy of He-Man and the rightful master of the universe. What you may not know is that I am also the rightful master of gardening. Overwatering? Underwatering? Not sure how to water your plants? Not on my watch. 
Garden Plots with Skeletor is a scheme, I mean podcast, that will save your plants from your black-thumbed buffoonery and will turn you into... Well, it will not turn you into a master of the universe, but it will make you a less incompetent gardener. With my commands, your backyard will flourish, your window boxes will blossom, and you'll finally get that cool urban jungle look that people keep talking about. Most importantly, you won't disappoint me, which is something I assure you, you would be wise to avoid. Subscribe to Garden Plots with Skeletor wherever you get your podcasts. Garden Plots with Skeletor. Scheming to keep your greens green.